welcome to the Rooflines podcast, produced by Virginia Realtors, where we serve up real talk about real estate in Virginia. On each episode, we break down trends in the housing market and help you make sense of what's going on in Virginia's real estate industry and what's on the horizon. Today on Rooflines, we're going to discuss the important role that the realtor community plays in narrowing the racial home ownership gap. We're joined today by Leslie Frazier, Virginia Realtors SVP of Community and Industry Relations. Leslie and I will highlight some of the initiatives that are ongoing here at Virginia Realtors related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Talk about ways Virginia Realtors organization is working broadly with other real estate industry partners across the Commonwealth on access to home ownership, and also ways that you can get involved in this critical work. Hi, Leslie, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Hey, Ryan, happy to talk with you. First, let's talk a little bit about uh, your role at Virginia Realtors. Why was it created and, and sort of what is your mission overall? Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm the Senior Vice President of Community and Industry Relations. Primarily, I lead our diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts, and I also do a lot of liaising with key industry partners. That could be folks at Virginia Housing, to lenders, to appraisers, and builders. So it is a new position. I started September 2020, so right in the thick of the pandemic. And I think once the pandemic hit, a lot of organizations, definitely in the realtor world, started looking internally and asking questions. Are we diverse? Are we inclusive? Are we equitable? Do our members look like the populations we serve? I think that kind of journey and questioning coupled with George Floyd's murder in May of 2020 just really woke the world up and the pandemic forced us to be still. So we realized no to all of those questions and that we really needed to focus on being a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive association. So my position was created to really kind of take us there and hearing from our members needed to be done to move us forward in that direction. Thanks for that context. It's uh, it's really exciting uh, just to see all the work that's been done really since you know, since the role was created and how much momentum that we we have going for us. Let's talk a little bit more um, about that second role that you mentioned. Why is DEI important to the real estate industry, Leslie? Yeah, so similar to really any industry, DEI or diversity isn't just good for business, it's essential, right? The businesses that have been around for decades they didn't get there without being adaptable. They didn't get there without learning to meet the changing needs of their consumers. Housing is such a dynamic industry, real estate, and, and wanting to purchase a home is the American dream. And as our populations change in the United States and in Virginia, how do we make sure that we're being able to ensure that everyone has access to the American dream? That's really the core of DEI in real estate. Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of home ownership and the American dream, you know we know that there are significant differences, you know, in home ownership rates both nationally uh, as well as here in Virginia. You know, for example, black home ownership rate it, it's lower now, you know, nationally and in the state, lower now than it was in 1968. You know, when the Federal Fair Housing Act was passed in 2020, which is the most recent data we have, about 47 percent of African American households in Virginia were homeowners. By comparison, in 1968, the state's African-American homeownership rate was slightly higher at 47.7%. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable I mean, when you think about it. I agree. Every time I hear that stat or, or say it myself, because I use it a lot, 
it makes me sad. So I want to talk a little bit more about that rate, but also the homeownership rates amongst other communities of color. So the National Association of Realtors, or NAR, they put out an annual report called A Snapshot on Race and Home Buying in America. This year's report really dove deep into the racial breakdown amongst Black, white, Asian, and Latino home buyers in a lot of different areas from student debt to education level to how a buyer finances the purchase of a home and overall affordability. And then they looked at how all of these factors correlate with the home ownership rates. Fortunately in Virginia, we're doing well compared to the nation. We have higher home ownership rates compared to other states, but there is still a huge gap. You know, as you mentioned, the home ownership rate for Blacks in 2020 was 47% in Virginia. Well, the white home ownership rate is 73%, 68% for Asians, and 54% for Latinos. Huge gap there. I mean, amongst every group, but definitely the largest is between Blacks and whites. And I think policies are put into place like the Fair Housing Act that were supposed to change that. But I think the reality is a lot of what had been put in place prior to that, different policies like redlining and blockbusting, and just when you really take a deep dive and learn the history of how neighborhoods were formed in this country. So it's hard to get over that gap. And then we need to figure out, knowing what we know, how do we move forward? So there's a lot of different disparities. I'm glad, but there's a big focus with data, not just with NAR, but also with Virginia Realtors and highlighting a lot of these disparities because we really can't move forward and come up with solutions until we know what the true landscape is. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we've seen sort of where the policies have have gone over the years for better or for worse. What are things that the real estate community can do now uh, today and, and in the coming years and months to help narrow this homeownership gap that we talked about? We could spend several hours talking about this alone, <laughs> but I'll highlight three key things. So the first is education. Um, secondly, I'll say we can increase DEI within the real estate community. And third, we need to work with industry partners to remove barriers and expand opportunities to access homeownership. So education is key. You know, I mentioned earlier about learning of the different policies that were put in place decades ago that still impact the industry today. The Color of Law by Richard Rothstein is a really good book that highlights how those policies were put into place and how the housing discrimination was kind of woven into every fabric of every community in our nation, starting post-World War II. And crazy that we're almost 100 years after that and still facing a lot of these challenges. So that's the industry education, but there's also individual buyer education, right? You don't know what you don't know. And I think as people were monkey see, monkey do, I think about my experience purchasing my home. And fortunately, I came from a family of homeowners, but I noticed that everyone in my family, they purchased a home when they got married. So since I grew up looking at that, that's what I thought. I thought, oh yeah, buying a home is something you do when you get married. And I'm still not married. So if I had kind of fallen that trajectory, I would have still been without owning a home today. Um, but it really was a mentor of mine who encouraged me to buy. And had he not said that to me, I would have never done it and then kind of gone on the individual education journey of homeownership. So the first thing is education. Second is increasing DEI in the real estate community. You know, census data projects that the U.S. will be majority minority by 2045. And then even with the most recent census data for Virginia, I was really shocked at how much racial and ethnic diversity that was growing in our Commonwealth. Does our industry look like the 
demographics of the populations we serve, and, and probably not, and it doesn't in the association world. So we've got to work to increase the representation. And then lastly, I said working with industry partners through removing barriers and expanding access to home ownership. You know, as we know, the real estate transaction doesn't just involve the realtor, right? right. There's lenders, appraisers, et cetera. So we need to really learn how biases in those industries also play a factor in the home ownership rates. Definitely second that, Leslie. Um, you know, the color of law was an incredible read. Certainly encourage any of our listeners out there who haven't checked it out to check it out. It's it's pretty shocking and uh, eye opening, and it really kind of orients you on sort of how we got where we are today in this space. So um, definitely check that out. Um, you know, Leslie, let's talk a little bit more about uh, kind of that second thing you mentioned. Um, you know, realtors working within their communities. You know, what has Virginia Realtors been doing uh, in this space? Sure. So we've done a lot in the last year and a half or so. And our efforts have mostly been within the association. So most of what I say will be the Realtor Association community. When I came on board, we created a diversity, equity, and inclusion presidential advisory group. And that group was really charged to look internally at our association but also externally in the real estate industry at large and identify where the barriers were to diversity, equity, and inclusion and what we needed to do to resolve them. Sounds like a simple task, but as we quickly got into the work, we realized, wow, the DEI space is massive. It's complicated. It's very gray, not black and white. And that group met monthly for about a year to really figure out what the unique challenges were. Some of the things that we did we realized obviously that our industry and our membership wasn't really reflective of the populations we served. And then the higher up you go in the ranks up to our board and to the leadership team, the less diverse it was. So we put out some quick short wins, some testimonials of diverse members, age, race, geographic location in the nation, length of time in the business. We put out some videos saying, hey, you know, I'm involved with the association and you should be too. And here is why volunteering is helpful. Quick two-minute video that resulted in a 50% increase in applications wow. from the previous year for the committees. Awesome. And when we got to our leadership summit in January, walking around the room, I mean, people came up to me and came up to a lot of our leaders and just said, wow, despite the fact we haven't seen each other in a while with the pandemic, it just feels different. I feel like I can see myself in the association now, which is really what we're shooting for there. And we've also hit other low-hanging fruit, like our marketing materials and how we promote events. And are we making sure that we're coming across to where the average member can see themselves in the association? Being the best at what you do definitely requires a lot of learning. So I encourage individual realtors and within the association to learn how to have difficult conversations, you know, talk to people who are different from you and realize you may not have a lived experience that someone else does, but that doesn't mean that their experience isn't real. So we definitely need to work on having those conversations. And lastly, I do want to differentiate between DEI and fair housing, because a lot of times you hear the two used interchangeably. They're related, but they're actually very different. I think I like to talk about DEI as kind of an individual journey, right? You're learning to kind of check your biases. You're learning about differences. You're learning to talk to people who are different than you. 
Whereas fair housing is kind of the law and the legal framework or the regulatory framework. So you have to definitely understand the two to work with each other, but they are very different. But realtors need to understand both. I think when we talk about DEI, people will say, oh, well, I took a fair housing class and I did CE there, but not really realizing that biases they may have as an individual are actually impacting their work. Right. You know, it's certainly been a lot of uh, activities, a lot of momentum in this space over the past couple of years, uh, ways that realtors can get involved in this. Um, thinking uh, more broadly as well, uh, Leslie, about sort of other real estate uh, community partners, you know, with all the entities that are involved in housing and access to ownership, you know, are there things that uh, realtors in Virginia are doing uh, sort of within the broader context of the real estate community? Definitely. So I mentioned earlier that the DEI PAG was focused on internally to our association, but also externally. And I am a believer, and this is always a weird phrase to say, but you have to kind of build the plane while flying it. <laughs> uh, we also realized we kind of needed to get our own house in order before kind of going out externally. So most of the work we've done has been internal to the association. But also, if I had a dollar for every housing organization I learned about, I'd have an early retirement. So there's a lot of partners in this space. There's a lot of momentum in this space. And we're definitely on an education journey to learning about what the different partners are, how we as the Realtor Association can be involved. And I see individual Realtors doing that too, right? Learning of the various home buying programs out there for clients, uh, such as Virginia Housing's Down Payment Assistance Grant. Uh, learning what other organizations are focused on increasing equity as well. Uh, Virginia Housing, for example, in their strategic plan are working to increase minority home ownership. We're also starting to work with appraisers. And appraiser bias is probably the sector of our industry that you hear about the most. Um, I remember reading an article a couple of years ago about an interracial couple in Jacksonville, Florida, and how they got their home appraised and the wife thought it was surprisingly low. And for the second appraisal, she basically removed all signs of blackness from the house, art, photos of her family. And on the day of the second appraisal, she and their biracial son were not present. Well, as a result, the home appraised at $130,000 more. Wow. Um, so it's, yeah, <laughs> crazy stat, yeah. right? Um, and so how do we make sure that we're working through those challenges? And, you know, you don't know what you don't know if you have biases that are unconscious. How do we make sure that we're learning to make them conscious and then checking them? So working with other industry partners, the biggest way to resolve that is representation. I think people of color typically look for people who look like them or who think they'll be welcome and understand their experiences. So we could eliminate a lot of biases in our various industries by increasing representation of who works there. Right. Leslie, so, you know, we talked a lot about different things that we're, we're doing in this space as an organization. You know, if you could boil it down to what is one thing um, that you'd like realtors in Virginia to know about DEI? or the importance of narrowing the home ownership gap? Thanks, Ryan. So I'll say one and a half. I know you said one, <laughs> but I'll do one and a half. We'll take it. <laughs> I kind of mentioned this earlier, but you know, DEI isn't just good for a business, it's essential. So how do we make sure that we're meeting the growing needs of our clientele? And I want our members, listeners, everyone to think of DEI that way. It's making sure that we're meeting the growing needs of our ever-changing populations. 
and being able to meet those needs and understanding what our consumers need is, is really knowing a lot of the history and recognizing that discrimination and biases still very much persist today. Uh, but related to that, the other thing I'll say is just for folks to not be afraid. You know, I, I feel like we've been on this journey for about two years. Sadly, we've been in the pandemic for over two years. And I think people are hearing a lot of DEI conversations and a lot of folks are excited, but I think other people are afraid. And just because we're trying to uplift and make things right for one community or another, you know, doesn't mean we're trying to decrease or diminish another community. And how you mitigate that fear is really just learning and having conversations with people who are different from you. So we uh, we just barely kind of scratched the surface of this topic. I mean, we could go on for hours. So Leslie, if folks want to get in touch with you um, about resources or if they have questions about DEI or about uh, the efforts that the organization has and sort of ways to get involved, how could they uh, get in contact with you if they want to learn more? Sure. So you and the listeners today probably tell I like to talk. <laughs> so happy to chat with anyone anytime. But more formally, I am available for presentations for local associations at broker meetings. Um, I have been contacted about doing presentations and talking about what Virginia is doing in other states and at NAR. But the best way to reach me is through my email address. So it's L is in Leslie Frazier, F-R-A. V-I-E-R at virginiarealtors.org. Leslie, thank you so much uh, for being here today. It was a, a great conversation um, and uh, looking forward to continuing it as we uh, head, head through the rest of the year. Yes, thank you so much. I've had so much fun. Stick around, everyone. I've got a quiz for Leslie. Okay, Leslie, are you ready for your roof lines quiz? For sure. Let's go. Okay. So out of the larger counties and cities in Virginia, so this places with a population of 100,000 or more, you know, places in the Richmond region and Hampton Roads in Northern Virginia, which community has the highest homeownership rate of Black households? And then which has the lowest, right? So it's a two-part question. Highest homeownership rate and lowest homeownership rate of black households in Virginia's major metro areas? Ooh, that's a tough question. Um, I'm going to guess based on my own bias. I know I talked earlier about biases, but I am from Chesapeake <laughs> and Chesapeake has a large black population and I grew up in a neighborhood where most of us own. So for the largest, I'm gonna guess and say Chesapeake. That's a good guess, but it's actually a little bit further west. Hanover County. Oh, wow. Yeah, Hanover County in the Richmond region has the highest homeownership rate of the larger jurisdictions in the state. About three out of every four Black households are homeowners, so about 74.3% in Hanover County. Wow, and the second part was the lowest, right, which has the lowest? Yeah, any guesses? Uh, I'm going to guess somewhere in Northern Virginia just because Northern Virginia is so expensive. <laughs> And uh, even though the Urban Crescent are where a lot of the Black population lives, it's probably lower up there than Richmond and Hampton Roads. So I'm just going to say Loudoun County because Loudoun is the wealthiest county in the nation. <laughs> You're very close. It is It is in Northern Virginia. That was a, a good guess. It's actually Alexandria. Ah. Yeah, just 19% of Black households in the city own a home. Wow. 
I love stats. This has been really fun, Ryan. Maybe next time I'll, I'll prep better and, and can perform better on these quizzes. No, I thought <laughs> I liked your responses. They were great. Today's smart stat is a sobering one. The number is $164,000. This is how large the wealth gap is in the U.S. between white and black households. In 2019, according to the Federal Reserve, white households had a median household wealth, which is all assets minus debt, of $188,200, compared to just $24,100 for black households. Comparing medians, black household wealth was just 12.8% of white household wealth. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Rooflines, real talk about real estate in Virginia. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to Rooflines on your favorite podcast platform. If you have ideas for future podcast topics, please share those with us by emailing rooflines at virginiarealtors.org.